Hi, and welcome to Mousperts, your family vacation planning experts. I'm Ron, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Rachel and Laurel. Hey, guys. Yo-ho, yo-ho, pirate's life for me. So today, we're going to talk about something a little more practical, a little bit more of the mundanity of your trip, but what you really want to pack for your trip and for your days in the parks, more specifically. Uh you know, a lot of people have a lot of varied things they need to bring. Uh, I'm obviously very different from what the girls like to bring. <laughs> um, but you can't just you, you can walk in with your wallet and your keys and be fine. But you're I would always suggest a little bit more. So we're going to start kind of. Oh, Laurel, you really kind of yeah, are the packer here. Yeah, anybody. well, so well, we should first start clearly every you know, family, there's probably like at, at minimum one person who's the big habitual packer. The person is the packing, even for the two of us. Um, you know, I do a lot of the organizing of the packing, um, you know, when it comes to Ron and his own things, he obviously packs his own clothes and things like that, but I make sure he has his list, you know, of like what he needs, et cetera. Um, same for myself and same for our daughter. So I make sure we have all that. Then for the majority of my daughter's packing, like I, I pretty much take care of all of that just because like I said, I'm the habitual packer. And if it were up to Ron, he probably would bring as little as possible. (laughs) I mean, there is a trip. I literally forgot to pack any underwear and undershirts. (laughs) Yeah. And we we were basically changing to get to the pool at our hotel. We check in in the middle of the day. uh, Just we're doing an afternoon at the pool and going to Springs. I go to change for the pool and I realize I don't have any uh, thing to change into when I get out of the pool. So I leave Laurel at the pool and I have to drive to a Walmart to go get something to wear for the rest of the trip. So, yeah, I'm not always the best, but like in the parks, I'm the I'm the simplest. Yeah. Uh, As the things I think are necessities, these are for everybody. You know, even if you have your magic band and you could charge everything to your phone account or still bring your wallet, credit cards, ID. You never know when you're going to need them. Don't leave them behind. Even if you can just charge everything to your room right. and things like that, because you never know when you're going to get carded if you're buying a drink. But I think what's really important is, you know, a theme park day for most people is not like a normal day. You're a person, Ron, who worked in the theme parks for years. It's very you, true. You, you, you know, I would go for the afternoon. I would go for a few right, hours. Right. So you you have a very different like theme park lifestyle than what most guests do. Most guests are probably spending maybe a maximum of five days at theme parks in an entire calendar year. Yeah. So, you know, there is a, there is no ritual to it. It really has more to do with your personal needs and your organization. With that said, the other thing I think for everybody is a phone charger. You're, you need the phone charger. And those are the basics I say. You have to be prepared for what your circumstances are. And even when you're a minimalist like me, this list is going to be helpful. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, before we kind of get down to the breakdown, Rachel, is there anything that you can think of? <laughs> like the differences between you and your husband and how you have both have sort of evolved in your your personal style <laughs> of packing? Well, I would say that I am usually 
the one that gets gets handed the responsibility of ensuring that I've packed everything that we need for the kids. Right. So it's like what we need to make sure that, you know, Fitz has what he needs. And then I make sure what I, I bringing what I need. And then Casey brings a few things that he needs. So, you know, we as adults focus on, on ourselves, of course, but the one thing that I do make sure that my husband has prepared me for is uh, spare batteries for my, like for our electronics. <laughs> so, Cause I, uh, uh, he is, he is the one that is responsible for tech, all technology involvement of the, of the trip. So even though I may carry my phone and I may even have my earbuds, he's always making sure I have my battery because the truth is if we separate and I, even if I have my cable, you can't always quickly find a place to go and charge up. So it's always good to have that extra battery, but that, but that's the one difference. It's just that we both tend to bring, in my opinion, a lot of stuff into the park. (laughs) Uh, But we do really do our best to try and pare it down. But Laurel, I think you have some categories and so we can kind of break things out through there. Yeah. Uh, Um, And and first I should preface by saying like the, the number one rule is don't overpack. I know that this is going to sound crazy after our giant list of things that we're going to talk about today, but all, all around the, the worst thing you can do is to be lugging around a bunch of extra things that you just don't need. So it's just really important to like focus on what your essentials are for you and your needs. So I think what we'll do is we'll start first with the things that kind of fall under, you know, everybody, right? Um, So like, you know, Ron sort of touched on the first topic, which is going to be tech, your tech needs, right? The next is going to be weather. And then uh, we're going to touch on like emergency, you know, like medicines, things like that. And then we'll get into things that maybe sort of broaden a little bit more like food and water. And then we'll kind of get into some stuff that has more to do with like the the kiddos, right? Like staying clean, napping, toys. And let's be honest, food and water, honestly, is mostly for the kids. (laughs) So, so yeah, so we're going to kind of start with um, really like for everybody. So we sort of tapped into the tech. Is there anything else about the tech that in your day that, you know, we, that we haven't touched on, we touched on you know, headphones, we touched on um, making sure we have backup batteries, your phone with you, um, any additional tech, perhaps like if you were bringing an iPad or something, right, for something to do? Yeah, I I think the, for some of the lines, the iPads or, you know, or Kindle or whatever you use mm-hmm. is great for the kids. But one thing I just want to emphasize more with the battery again is even if you don't tend to run out of your battery on your day-to-day use with your phone – this oh, is yeah. not your day-to-day use. One, you're going to be in that – one, a member of your party is going to be in that app a lot. You're going to use it to look up wait times. You're going to use it to look up what's the closest whatever to you, bathroom, Right, checking on stand. your, your – um, oh, Mobile your, ordering. Uh, what is mobile that? order. Yes, or advanced dining reservations. Plus, you're going to be using it a lot. And not only that, you're going to be using your camera oh, a yes, lot. Oh, yes, your camera. And, you know, you're going to want these things. You're going to be going – through that battery, I think very rarely do I not hit that critical warning on a day in the I'm, parks. I'm pretty sure every single time you power up at least once during the day. I think I have pow- I power up maybe like a third of the times I may need additional battery, um, just because a lot of times Ron will be much more in the apps and you know than me. But you know, 
it's going to happen a lot. So definitely like super important, you know, there's different kinds of external batteries that you can bring. Like they have small ones that are more lightweight and they have larger ones that you can power up several different, um, you know, devices together. It it really is just going to depend on how many devices you bring in with you. Let's address the fuel rod, which is the official kind of battery charger Disney uses. Mm -hmm. Uh, you could buy these batteries. I don't know the current cost. I think it's about $30 for a little battery. That's a, about the size of like a large lipstick container kind of thing, I would say, mm-hmm. like a roller quarter size or a little bigger. Um, it can maybe charge half a phone and then you can dump it in and get a new one. They work. They're fine. And, you know, you could also go ahead and get them elsewhere. Like a lot of airports sell them at a price. that's usually five to ten dollars less than Disney. You could have one of those ahead of time and charge those in and out. Well, as I said, they don't charge a lot. Yeah, They're very weak and slow on that. So I don't recommend them. I know most vloggers don't recommend, like they carry around two or three batteries and that's their absolute backup. Uh, but so those are like almost everything we're going to talk about is available in the park in some way. But I just bought two uh, Anchor and KER is a brand I happen to like. I think for the money, they're one of the better battery packs. Uh, and I bought two of them for like 20 bucks on one of these Amazon sales. And they're going to provide me four times as much as one fuel rod that costs almost twice as much. So think about that. Yeah. And just make sure you charge them at night and make sure this isn't something to bring to the parks, but make sure you bring enough chargers for your room. Uh, anything else we can think of on tech before we move on to the next topic? Unless you're a big photography person, yeah, most cameras are most phones are going to have enough cameras. So, um, I think I'm going to go ahead and move on to the weather topic. So, of course, this can be a broad or simple topic. Um, let's go with the fact that when you go to a theme park, you could certainly go at any time of the year, but Let's be honest, if you're going, um, you're probably most likely going during warmer weather. So let's start with the warmer weather. So essentially what you're doing is you're really dealing with the heat. Um, I have a few specific things that I like to make sure that we have as a family. We always, except for Ron, because Ron can't wear hats, we wear hats. Um, I usually wear um, a wide rim hat that covers my ears, but I kind of sometimes I'll switch to a ball cap. Uh, just kind of depends on the situation. Um, and that for Andy, she has the same, like so she'll have a wide rim hat or she'll have a ball cap. Now, I can't guarantee that she's going to be wearing it all the time, but at least I have it uh, just in case if she needs some additional you know, coverage. Aside from the hats, I also use cool towels. I'm obsessed with my cool towels. I do not care how nerdy I look all day wearing my cool towel because I'm feeling cool. Okay. I'm feeling cool with my cool towel. I, I also just in my most recent couple of trips started using these hand fans, um, which I really love. I have a small one that fits in my uh, fanny pack, which is great. This is exactly why I got it was so it would fit in my little purse backpack or my little purse fanny pack. Um, and then Andy has her own as well. It fits into like a slot inside her backpack, you know, or AKA diaper bag, et cetera. Um, and then we'll swap those, you know, throughout the day. We also have used. Can we just stop and talk about the types of cool towels we use? 
That's true. Because we used to use like the frog tog yeah, we, style that is very hard and rigid and holds its shape when it's dry. And then when it's wet, it turns into, it's like a yoga mat material. Almost. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, we stopped using those because of that rigid. I think they cool a little better, but they're larger, more rigid and take a lot more space. They do. In a bag than the fabric-y ones. So I'd rather have two or three of those than one of the large frog togs. No, style. that's a very good point. So um, we uh, ended up- I'm in the opposing uh, category there. <laughs> I am still a frog tog all the way. Um, <laughs> and that's because I have used those thinner, more easily packable little cool towels before. And I, I just don't find that they have as good of an efficacy, in my opinion, when it comes to keeping you cool. Yes. I was going to ask Rachel, do you guys bring fans into the park? And if you do, what kind of fan? Because I'll just mention first the can, I use the hand fan for yes, multiple yes. reasons. I don't like the ones that hang around your neck um, just because they only fit certain people. And I, I don't know, it's something about them. I don't write, but, but the reason why I like my hand fan is because I can prop it like up Same. on a table while we're at, like if we're sitting outdoors for a meal I can just like point it at my daughter or myself while we're eating. I don't have to hold it. Um, you know, it, it, that way we're having a break and I'm having a nice fan. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, that's actually why I like our hand fans as well. In fact, if I recall, I feel like that we, when we went to Montreal, we both had our hand fans and we yeah. just <laughs> put them on the, on the table there at a mall. Yeah. Um, just because it was, it was kind of a warm day in Montreal and, uh, the hand fan really is a great travel item, like everywhere you go. And we just, you can always prop it up on the table. I mean, I always bring two types of fans. Now, interestingly, my husband does not bring a fan. I don't know how he survives. He's, you know, he's a, he's a wizard. I don't know, but he, he basically just, you know, he'll pull out the cool towel sometimes, even though, you know, I pack it for him, but, and, you know, and he'll bring it because he knows if, you know, I'll, I'll get, I'll get angry at him if he doesn't, because I don't want him to try and take mine uh, from, from me if he's, if he's getting all hot. Plus I've also had to witness him practically have heat stroke uh, in Florida. And ever since that event, he has been much more stringent of ensuring that he's staying hydrated and wearing his cool towel. Yeah. But, I remember we were all together when he almost had heat stroke and he like, it was scary Andy got overheated to the point where she was almost passing out. So, you know, it, it's a scary situation. So I, I witnessed enough heat stroke at the parks working. And I will say this, one of those things I do want to warn people about if we're talking about this is it's not just being in the heat. It could be when you walk into that really cold AC Disney has that shock is what can trigger the heat stroke. And I've seen it happen. A few times when I walk, worked in the Tiki Room, that AC is like in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And people coming in from the 95-degree heat would walk under that uh, air shield into that temperature. And it's not like the because of that air shield, the breeze isn't coming out. You just feel it as soon as you walk in. It's like you know walking into a walk-in freezer. All of a sudden, it hits you. And more than one occasion, I've seen people just drop in that doorway telling you like it's it's no joke it's definitely something to to be pretty serious if you don't like take any other segment of our, our recommendations seriously take the weather 
part well, and that's and that's why it's really kind of crucial for those of us who particularly are, are snowbirds going down to Florida yes, for sure if um, we get in the summer oh my gosh I mean we're, we're taking and, but that's why we you know have to have like cool towels because the truth of the matter is the cool towel it really does make a huge difference in preventing you from having a heat stroke style event yes it's like you know, obviously you must stay hydrated, but the nice thing about that cool towel is it really does. It helps keep your, your core. Yes. Core, it, yeah, it, no. it brings your core body temperature down so that your body doesn't get so confused by the heat and cold because you really do hang out in the heat and then go in and out of places that have air conditioning that bring that and obviously have room temperatures that are much lower than the out exterior external areas. So it, it is definitely important to be conscientious about and, and also assume that it could happen to you. Yeah. So, so yes, I usually have a hand fan. I always have cool towels. Frog dog, of course, is my brand hand fans. In my opinion, you really aren't, can't go wrong with most fans that you can find on Amazon, but my other crucial fan is like the a store bottles are horrible. Oh yeah. Those spray bottles. I mean, oh, yeah, those, I know a those lot are not of people great, love no. them. And I'm sure like from a kid perspective, there's a, there's definitely like a sense of fun with the water spraying, but I'll be honest that they're bulky. Like if you try to take that on a ride, you're just going to be so irritated. What you know. one thing we didn't really touch on um, really was like stroller fans. So like we, yes, that's, that's what I was about to bring up is the stroller. Yeah, fan. We both absolutely use stroller fans. I like ones that have like multiple options. We've used the clip style in the past and we've also, the most recent one we got has like these bendy arms that you can bend around different segments of the, yep. of the, um, you know, of the, of your stroller. That's probably going to be my preferred, especially on this next trip, since we're renting a stroller and we don't know exactly like all of the details of the stroller. So at least I know I can put it on something if it has the bendy arms, but we're also going in November this time. So a lot of this stuff yeah, we may can not, happen or cannot. Yeah. Let's talk about the winter is in Florida. Can It's not going to be 95 degrees between November and like February. But it could be in the 80s. It could be in the 50s or 60s. You just don't know. Yes, you have to plan for everything. So let's talk about like slightly cooler weather. So, okay, sweatshirts or like layers, layers you know. So – Bring you a know, hoodie, bring something because you could get one in the park, but they're going to be like, I think the cheapest sweater I know of is like 40. Yeah. They're not, and they're not that thick. It's like yeah. a t-shirt sweater. Um, but yeah, so, so really um, the other thing about, you know, cool temperatures is that, you know, if you're going, you know, which I think would say maybe the coldest time of the year, what it's like January, February. February. Yes, um, yes. We've gone during January before and it's been perfectly fine. I actually, I remember one year I had like a leather jacket that I wore into the park. It was that chilly in January. Um, and I think I had like fingerless gloves um, as well. Like it was that cold. So de definitely something to think about, you know, if you are going to be going like during the January, February season, um, it, it could get a little chilly. I, I feel like December, it doesn't get as chilly as after December, but it could. I mean, there probably have been some years around Christmas where it was really chilly. Um, and then you just don't know. Yeah, you like you really don't know, so you kind of have to prepare. 
And then the other thing to think about is rain. Now there clearly are rainy seasons throughout the year. Some um, there are sometimes the year where it rains every single afternoon. There's nothing you can do to get around it. Like we're not talking heavy torrential downpour rain, but it's enough to be annoying and obviously get you and all your things. I, I used to say we had the three o'clock parade and the four o'clock rainstorm. <laughs> That's- but you're going to get a, at least a half hour to an hour of moderate rain most days in the summer. Yeah. And you're going to look at your weather app and go, oh, my God, it's raining every day. Is this going to rain on my trip? No, that's usually what it's going to be. Now, the good thing about well, rain in Florida, oh, it's going to cool it off. And it will briefly. About an hour after that sun comes back out, it's going to be more humid than it's ever been because all of that is beginning to evaporate the second the sun hits it. Yeah. But with the rain, I... Some people say umbrellas. I think it gets too windy for umbrellas in Florida a lot of the time. I and don't think they're as useful. How can you carry an umbrella while you're pushing a stroller? I'm just saying. Um, the <laughs> so, Disney ponchos are, what, 15 bucks now? Yeah, and their poncho actually is pretty nice. It's a thick-style poncho, and you and it's totally reusable. Not, as, not like a raincoat reusable, but you could use it a couple times. You just have to remember to dry it out because once it gets mildewy, yeah, that, you that, can't get that smell out. Yeah, you can't go back. Ron likes to use like cheap dollar disposable ponchos. Coleman camping ponchos. They're like a buck, buck 25 at Target. Yeah. I'll bring about a half dozen of them on a trip. And you could, I won't reuse them day to day, but like you could reuse it like if it rains a little bit here, it rains a little bit there. Or if you want to go on Tali River Rapids or Bluto's, Popeye and Bluto's Bill of Giant Barges, you could use them on those shake them off and they dry pretty quick. They're basically a garbage bag with a head hole. Yeah. Um, but I like those because they're not very bulky. And they're they lightweight. Can, they, they're very lightweight. They can fit in your pocket easily. Yes. And they're <laughs> super cheap. I mean, as re, the Disney ones are reusable, but you could buy 12 of these for the same price as a Disney one, and you're not going to be reusing that Disney one 12 times. But, you know, again, everyone kind of has their own interests when it comes to rain ponchos. I personally don't like rain ponchos. I don't find them to be very effective for protecting me from the rain. I prefer to have a rain coat myself. Now, um, and then for my daughter, I actually prefer to have a rain coat or a, um, you know, foldable, reusable children's poncho. But I did get her a new rain coat slash, and it has like an extra layer of fabric on the inside which is a little bit warmer um, for this next trip, which I think will be better because it can kind of stand as a jacket and then as a raincoat for her in the event we have some cooler weather. Um, so that that's my plan for her on this next trip. I have a, a raincoat that I like. It's a Disney raincoat um, that I can also use as like a windbreaker. It's one of my favorite little jackets. So um, I'm going to be probably using that and in, in a desperate need, I guess, if I need an extra poncho. But we're not the rainy case. season. We're more concerned with jackets. Yeah, exactly. Those. So like for us going on our November trip, I'm more concerned about being like, you know, water protected in the event, you know, we have rain and it's cooler out. So again, that's been my focus. But if it's hot, like clearly I'm going to probably use a reusable poncho for our daughter and then for me um just a basic windbreaker that also doubles as a raincoat and that's just because i'm going to be pushing the stroller half the time and i just can't hold an umbrella i well i don't really like the umbrellas 
because it's usually too crowded for umbrellas, in my opinion. Good point. Um, I I have so I I have personally never purchased a poncho at Disney. Probably not since maybe we were kids. I'm so a as, <laughs> So like as a mature adult, I've never purchased a poncho at at Disney. I have brought the cheap little dollar store little ponchos like like Ron has described. I actually have brought those in the past. And to be truthfully honest, I stopped bringing them because I never pulled it out. Even yeah. when it was raining, I still never pulled it out. And I still never actually put it on on rides I thought maybe I might want it for. Because the truth is, I think for me personally, I don't really care about getting wet. The only there's only been a couple of instances in my in my lifetime that I can think of where I was uncomfortable because of being wet and cold at the same time in Florida. And one time it was because we it literally was raining all day. I was at a theme park all day and we were soaked to begin with. And then I went to a resort in the evening for dinner. And of course that resort was just, was just wretched cold because of course AC, which was nice and lovely. Of course it was kind of the heat of Florida. It was like sometime in May or June, but it, but I was, I was freezing because I literally had been wet all day. But that to me is like the only time I can recall being wet and cold. Um, I have had, I have been in Florida in like January, February before and was deathly cold because I grossly underestimated how cold I was going to be at the park mm-hmm. um, for a full, for a full day. And I, and I had worn a coat, but that was surely not enough. I needed a hat. I needed, I needed gloves. I needed a yep. scarf. I needed like, like, pants. <laughs> like I needed thicker pants. I needed like, like I, I, I could not. So here's the thing, even in Florida in winter, it's not that cold. Because, I mean, even those for us who are used to winter, it's not that cold. The problem is when you're in the elements outdoors for a, a full, like, 16 hours, you get cold. Yeah, <laughs> especially at night. Orlando you know, staying for, like, the shows in the evening. Orlando is not the beach. You yes. can have a 20-degree difference between Fort Lauderdale and Orlando in a 200-mile range. Mm-hmm. And even going inland to Orlando, it could be a big difference. Like, Orlando... Doesn't get snow, obviously. It's it's flurried, what, maybe once or twice in my life. But there were days I had to deal with frost on my car at 6 in the morning going to open the park. (laughs) You can get days in the 30s and 40s as a high. And that's cold in the theme park. It's very cold if you're not dressed well enough. Um, So, yeah. De- definitely, you know, for colder weather, frankly, it's better just to prepare for multiple layers. And then for warmer weather, like clearly you need to be prepared for warm weather. I, okay. I have brought the rain. I, I do have a, a raincoat. I have a nice Minnie Mouse rain jacket. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's nice and thin. I actually like it a lot because it has a, a very thin fabric layer on the inside and the exterior, of course, has that nice vinyl. So it, it does, you know, ha- have a nice effective rain jacket exterior. My only issue is having to carry it around all day. Yes. Right? So because I have a stroller, I am more inclined to bring a rain jacket on this trip only because it also will act as an extra jacket. Um, right, because we're calling in November. 
Yes, and it, because November is kind of like, you just never really know with November, um, I, I probably am going to bring that jacket because I am going to assume I might need it in the evenings. Um, especially because during the day, I am likely going to wear t-shirts, not long sleeve shirts, and having that little extra um, windbreaker, ja- like rain jacket will definitely feel a little better in the evening time. That's kind of, that's been my mindset. See? Yes. And it's not terribly thick. If I really felt like I needed more layers, I'm not going to cry about having to go buy a sweatshirt. So that's a good point. So we are merchandise people. So clearly I totally, I was thinking the same thing, Rachel, that if for whatever reason I was in the park and even though we can get the weather in the morning and you'll know if you need to bring an extra sweater, but I, I may just, you know, chance it. And then if I have to buy an extra sweatshirt. All right. Okay. Let's not even say sweatshirt. We know you two just want an excuse for a new spirit jersey. <laughs> okay. You're not wrong. Um, you're not wrong. I have way too I'm much. I'm looking at Rachel on the video phone. She's like, yeah, no, that's pretty much that's it. That's true. I have a drawer full of spirit jerseys. I have a problem. This is Laurel. I have a spirit jersey problem. Okay. But we, but we also live in a climate where spirit jerseys so that's, are more like we, we would, we, we can literally yeah, wear them like six months. Year. Exactly. Yeah, like, we can wear our spirit jerseys, our sweatshirts, our Disney themed winter accoutrement. You know, I think Floridians or individuals who live in some of the Southern states, they're clearly not going to be wearing spirit jerseys as often as we are. The vloggers who wear them in the summer, I have no idea. And they must be hot. <laughs> Um, okay. So, so for the, for the child though, I don't really know what I'm going to bring for him yet. Well, this what is I, the first trip where he's going to be like walking excessively. I, I know. And, him. and he doesn't have a raincoat. And to be honest, I haven't decided if I'm going to buy him one or not, because the truth is, um, so I, I think I've decided I'm not bringing the rain cover for his stroller only because, uh, um, he won't let me use it. He gets very upset and doesn't want to be behind the. So that's a good way. It's a good thing you're mentioning that. We're probably not going to bring that either. I, the only reason why I would bring it, and again, if we were going in the summer, I would bring it because it's good to cover it up if you know that you're going to be going inside someplace for a while and you know that there's a little rain shower coming. Because you want to cover your stroller during the rain shower, but like you clearly don't want to bring your stroller with you where you're going, et cetera. We're going in the winter this time, and I frankly can't imagine there's going to be that many. Um, We're also renting a stroller this time. Well, that's but you don't want your child to sit in a wet stroller all day in the winter. But the other is like your things. Like you might have some things that you deem are safe to leave in the stroller. So you don't want those things to get soaking wet. But, you know, again... I don't know. I mean, I'm probably going to have to get something for him. I or I need to go and assess his stuff because he he's grown out of some things. What I do know is that no matter what, he's going to be I'm going to be taking a couple of sweaters for him and I'm going to be taking at least one light jacket for him. So that's where I was like you you should probably consider whatever light jacket you bring should also cut like be a raincoat, you know, yes. so it could be waterproof and etc. I mean, I I could. I'm sure he would probably get a real kick out of wearing one of those Disney ponchos. But Andy's new raincoat slash light jacket is Elsa and Anna theme, and she loves it. It's got Olaf on it. There's snowflakes. It's super cute. I got it on Amazon. Thank you, Amazon. Um, is there anything else you can think of about winter? 
I mean, not winter, weather. <laughs> Anything else you can think of about weather? Just be prepared for any, well, sunscreen. Oh, we forgot sunscreen. Yes. So we have sunscreen regimens. Um, we actually always, first of all, even in the winter, you should prepare for sunscreen. This is Florida. We're talking about serious UV rays. So you, if you, even if the rest of your body is covered with warm clothing in the winter, you need to be putting sunscreen on your face to protect yourself. Um, now, with that said, um, we always sunscreen exposed skin before we even leave for it, to get in the car. Frankly, we do not like to leave it to getting to the park and then doing this. And there, there are many reasons for this, but the entire process of getting into the park, getting through security, and then yeah, I think we've talked on our previous podcast about what our experience is when we walk in. We do not, none of us want to stop and then go and put sunscreen on. We are not dealing with that, that we are serious park goers. So we always put sunscreen on before we have even left the, the hotel. So, um, sunscreen. Now, um, I also get small tubes of sunscreen. If I can get it in my preferred brand, then yes, but I have small tubes. So, um, you know, everyone kind of has their own needs when it comes to sunscreen. I am kind of a face sunscreen snob. And this is just because after years of sunscreening, like you just do not, the last thing you want to be dealing with, especially with your kids is if sunscreen is getting in their eyes and their eyes are burning. So I always make sure I have a specific, um, sunscreen that is designed for the face that is, um, child friendly for my daughter and then one that is, if I don't use hers, then I have a separate one for myself and then like a separate one for myself. Um, and that's just because, you know, you're going to be sweating. Like the last thing you want is sunscreen dripping in your eye and then everybody having to stop and look for eye drops because you're dying. Um, I, how many times did we have to like stop and put eye drops in Andy's eyes? Even with the standard safety face sunscreen, we still have to do this. So Definitely, you know, don't cheap out on your sunscreen, get a good brand, something that is, you know, going to ensure that, you know, there's going to be no skin sensitivities. You don't want to have to go to deal with, you know, excessive rashes or anything like that. Um, Rachel, anything you can think of? My, I, I also recommend testing sunscreens before you get there. Oh, you, know, you don't live in an, in an environment that you normally wear sunscreen on a daily basis you gotta, you gotta be, you have to have tested what you are going to be using regularly so that you are comfortable and that you know that you like the brand or product. Um, just because obviously for many of us who have very sensitive skin, you just don't want to be out there breaking out in a rash or having bur a burning skin sensation. Um, because it is, it, it, it can ruin your day. Yes. Uh, at least make your, your day very uncomfortable for several hours until you go wash it all off. And then, and then you have to figure out, you know, what's the next brand I'm going to try. No, and, and for ladies who wear makeup, um, you know, I mean, most individuals who wear makeup on a daily basis already know that your makeup already has a natural SPF in it. But I would say this, if you are not used to the sun in this part of the world, you may want to consider having a sunscreen base before you put on your actual makeup or coming or getting a makeup that has extra SPF in it specific for your trip. Um, I don't wear makeup when I go into the parks. I like to go makeup free because frankly, it's just so much easier for me. It's like one less thing to think about. 
Um, I mean, when you're sweating, I don't want to worry about whether my mascara is running, et cetera. So for me, I just like to go au naturel in the parks. But, um, you know, my mom still wears her makeup every day to the parks and she loves it. So, but she typically uh, purchases an SPF specific um, makeup that she does wear when she's in the parks. And she also wears a hat just again to have extra sun protection. So yeah, let's go into food and water. Let's start with water since that sort of like feeds from the weather. So water is always available. There are water fountains. Uh, You could go to most quick service and ask for a a cup of ice water. They will give it to you. Uh, There's refillable bottle stations are starting to be added to the parks. That's a good point. Uh, But Florida water, tap water, not the best. They sell Dasani and smart water in the parks. But remember, both of those have like mineral added. So they're not always the best. And they're not cheap. It's like four bucks, five bucks or more a bottle now. That's true. Um, What I like to do is I don't bring in a bottle of water. I like the water bags now because they're light. They can be packed away. They don't take up space when they're not being used. Uh, And one of the things I tend to do is bring in one of those like flavored crystal light pack, like some of those flavored crystal light packets and stuff like that to when I refill the bottles to kind of cut some of that Florida water taste. Right. Now I I don't actually mind the Florida water taste. I know I'm probably like in the minority, but I don't even notice it. I don't really, I mean, when you're thirsty, you're thirsty. So I just drink, but uh, I, again, like Ron mentioned, um, we've kind of gotten really into the water pouches or water bags. They're basically like a standard camping, uh, you know, kind of gear and they also have like little carabiners on them, which is nice for Ron because he can hang it on like his belt loop um, or I'll hang it on um, like one of the loops of the backpack. Um, and, you know, we typically will bring three with us. So that way Andy has one, like Ron has one. I have one. Although I will say, you know, Andy still also prefers her um, like personal like child thermos. That's what she's been drinking out of for years. So clearly switching to a water bag is a little bit of a, you know, a change for her. Uh, So we'll probably just still be bringing her thermos into the parks with us and just refill that with water and ice as we can. We actually bought a couple of those Zach ones specifically for this. Yes, yes. So one of our traditions we've gotten into now is anytime we go on a Disney trip, Andy gets a new thermos. And it's usually some kind of Disney character or something different. Um, you know, so we, we just got a couple of, um, Disney 100 ones. So I'm probably going to break out one of those for this trip and she's going to go crazy and love it. (laughs) So, so that's just kind of, like I said, one of our little traditions, she gets her own new thermos for the trip. But people, there are people who like to bring their Yetis, Turvises, oh, yes, yes. whatever, and you can refill those. Oh, your Starbucks, um, like all those fancy Starbucks cups. And you're, you're allowed to bring those in. It's just your preference on how bulky of an item. Right. They're heavy if they have metal, um, you know, lining. And, and here's the thing. We don't care about the temperature of our water so much, but many people do. Ergo, Rachel, your turn. Well, those are also <laughs> well, those are also good because if you buy a drink or whatever, like a soda or something that comes in a paper cup, that's a good point. You could pour it into that, and then you could take it in a in a ride or show. As long as it's got a lid that can close, you're allowed to bring those in, and that way you don't have to stop finish your drink. So that is a plus to those. Yeah. But Rachel likes her drinks to be as cold as the Arctic. Yes. So <laughs> so oftentimes Rachel will bring some kind of cup 
that has some kind of temperature, uh, you know, metal or something. It depends. Rachel's going to, she changed, you change it up a lot. So so it really kind of depends. Um, I actually do bring the water bags. Um, I, I do fill up the water bags only because they're convenient. They're also collapsible. So I I can like put them away if I, by run up, you know, if I empty them. I think Casey likes the water Um, bag. Uh, yeah and actually um Fitz likes the water bag too and that's because he likes to drink out of the same thing that we're drinking out of um but I always bring you know his thermos um just so that he has something that's easy and that's his uh for me I do normally probably just start with the water bags it's probably the simplest but what often happens is I end up bringing like an iced coffee with me in the car on the way to the park, right? So if I have my iced coffee in my little like in my sipper cup with my with my you know straw, that's of course packed with ice. And then I might throw water in there from my water bag after that. And that's if I bring my uh my iced coffee with me into the park. Meaning if I don't finish it in the car, I'm gonna finish it at the park. <laughs> Exactly. So, so it kind of just depends because um, it depends on how my day starts. Sometimes I drink the coffee before we even get in the car to go to the park. And sometimes I just don't have that kind of time. And so then I'm drinking it in the car while driving and parking at the park and then getting us all into the, the park. So, you know, my, my stroller has the little cup holders. So I, I don't really worry so much about having a cup. Um, but I, I, yes, because I do like having my drinks super cold, um, I do like having something that's easy for me to throw like ice and drinks and beverages in. Plus, I think a lot of times they don't even give you like a lid to your cups anymore. So we're uh, getting a paper straw. Yeah, uh, yeah, or you get like that paper straw. So then I'm already. Kingdom, you will not get any kind of. So let's talk about food. Um, okay. First of all, the parks clearly have tons of food. You can get breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and snacks, obviously sweets, all over the parks. With that said, many people do choose to bring food into the parks. For myself, if I am bringing snacks for me as an adult, it is usually something, you know, that's usually like a breakfasty thing, like some kind of breakfast bar or some kind of protein bar of some kind. Um, and then maybe like Rachel said, bringing in like a coffee, you know, in the morning, but oftentimes that just isn't happening. And I'm like grabbing once stuff when I get there. Now, the biggest part of packing with food for me has really more to do with our daughter. So our daughter's a pretty picky eater. She's probably not going to eat very much of what's in the park, to be honest, other than maybe a piece of pizza or some French fries. Um, and that's if we find it Right. So with that said, I like to make sure we have a, a, an assortment of different things that she can grab out of her lunchbox. Now, everyone's different. Some people like to bring coolers. Like some, We honestly just use her basic school bag lunchbox. The nice thing about the one that I have is that it has like a little clasp um, on the handle so I can unhook it and hook it basically onto anything. So I can have it hanging anywhere on her, um, you know, stroller. It doesn't have to be underneath. It's easily accessible, et cetera. Um, and usually it's like, you know, whatever her basic healthy snacks, travel snacks, sometimes I'll have like some cuties, like some oranges 
or like a bag of sliced apples, maybe that we were able to get something to that effect. And that'll be the things that she usually lives off of throughout the day. You know, um, you know, again, if we can get her to eat somewhere, great. I'm not going to put pressure on it because it's not worth it to me to have the fights. She can eat out of her snack bag all day if that's what she wants because it is vacation. I mean, but if you really want to bring in, you know, if you're trying to go on a budget, if you want to bring in sandwiches, whatever for your, you're allowed to. Um, I mean, but for us, uh, the food is part of the experience. Yeah. So, but we understand like there are people who will stop at Publix and get a, and get subs for the whole family. That way everybody's eating for like six, seven bucks for the day. But if, you know, that's just not us. We don't tend to do that. As a like girl said, like bringing like cliff bars or something for the breakfast is about as much as we usually do for the adults. I think only once have I ever actually, as an adult, brought like pre-made sandwiches or something like that into the the parks. Um, I can't. I I believe it actually was for the one trip my husband and I did when we did the um, New Year's Eve bash at Epcot. Probably like maybe. 15 years ago now. Right out of college. Yeah, so <laughs> when I was living in Florida, it was a nice, convenient opportunity to go go to the Disney parks. Because, uh, you know, when you live in Florida, that's what you do. You go to Disney. Um, and uh, the, I'm pretty sure the only reason why we brought sandwiches was because we knew it was going to be a long day. And when, it's kind of... If you're already spending a lot of money at the theme park for the day, when you're doing a, a New Year's Eve party, now the hours are extended, so you're likely going to be hungry. So, and we've had trouble getting into restaurants that night. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So we we had brought food, uh, some food with us. I'm pretty sure because of the fact that we wanted to um, simplify a little bit. So like definitely snacks are important, especially if you know that you're having family members that maybe have limitations on their diet limitations, or maybe if you have different kinds of medical, um, you know, situations where you're required to have different kinds of, um, you know, sugar related items or things like that. So, you know, you can bring your coolers with your cool packs and all of that. Soft-sided coolers. Yeah. Not hard-sided. No ice loose ice, whatever that they define. I don't know if they're going to find that as bagged or not. That's up to them to decide as they like check you, but you could bring in, uh, you know, you could bring in pretty much anything other than alcohol. Yeah. And then Rachel, do you bring like a Ziploc of some kind full of snacks for fits? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I mean, the, the fact is um, your kids will always want snacks at the most inopportune moment. Ooh, so good. you you always ha- are prepared, even in lines. Whenever we may leave the diaper bag, like, and that's the other thing. Like, if you, <laughs> I, I felt like I got to a point where I just brought the diaper bag on all the rides um, because I just never knew what he was going to want, uh, and he. You know, sometimes it was water, sometimes it was snacks, sometimes it was toys, sometimes yep. it was yep. just, you just never know. So um, I, you, I always brought an assortment of snacks for him because the truth is he always wanted a snack in line. And of course, if you didn't get, go buy a snack to eat in line, then you, you then you, you kind of really needed to have your snack pet, your snack bag. Right. Yes. I usually brought some kind of a Ziploc, a, like a large Ziploc bag filled with snacks in his diaper bag. 
Um, although in this trip, I'll probably have something a little bit more um, like a lunchbox or something, since now he's like so obsessive about his lunchbox. It's, it's, so, that's why we got, tell, they get so excited about the lunchbox. It, yeah, it's just a part of their daily routine at school. So the truth is, you know, the lunch if the lunchbox is what makes them happy and, you know, anything to get their minds off of the fact that they're waiting in line, <laughs> you no, just I never agree. really know, right? But um and plus you can also put little like like games in the into the the lunchbox as well, so like little like card games or or draw or like little like marker books or something so that he if he wants a snack he may get the snack and then he'll go oh wait I, look something for me to do that's a really good we're point. gonna move yeah let's move on to what we do for our kids uh well yeah that's a great idea we should talk a little bit about like toys and maybe like napping let's start with napping so our daughter still naps i think we've talked about this in other shows like she's a big napper and we just plan for a nap. Even if we don't, if she never actually sleeps, we, she needs to usually have some kind of personal time, you know, in her stroller. So we usually bring a really lightweight blanket of some kind, usually like a muslin, like a really extra large muslin. And um, I usually bring some clips that I like to clip on the edge of the stroller. So like it can kind of canopy over her that, and then I can have her fan and then she's like all comfy um, you know, she doesn't use like, you know, additional items like a little wubby or a doll or anything like that. Um, you know, for her, it's just the blankie. And then, uh, you know, if she has an extra toy of some kind, she may like, she, you know, want to hold it, but it's not usually necessary. And then, you know, for toys, um, man, this is a big topic, but I would say for Andy, you know, we usually bring only a few things. We almost always bring her iPhone. And I know this sounds crazy. Like, you know, the kids her it's age not, have it, their own iPhone. It's not a phone. It's it is not really a phone. phone that we've just loaded with a ton of <laughs> Exactly. Movies. We just turned an old iPhone into basically a movie database for her. So she sits and watches movies. Now, um, the one thing that's nice about it is that it is the size of a phone. So it's not a giant iPad. Um, I can easily put it into my pocket and bring it in line and it can soothe and calm her when we're in like a crowded, wild experience. Um, you know, she gets very sensitive to being overstimulated. And she also, you know, at times almost like psychs herself out emotionally when we're getting ready to go on a ride. So sometimes just having like her to watch one of her regulars, like Alice in Wonderland is kind of one of the things that she leans on. She likes to just sit and watch it and it sort of just brings her back down. So she can watch that in line or in her stroller when we're kind of going between lands. Um, the other thing is we will bring her Kindle, which has lots of games, but I'll be fair. We actually rarely bring that out while we're at the parks. And there's a reason for that because for her, it's active play. And um, she knows that she doesn't get to play with it most of the time. So when we break it out, it's a really challenging to get her to let it go, to like put it down, to go get in line or to get on a ride. And um, she usually like isn't very good at paying attention to the world around her when she's playing it. So, you know, we clearly want her to pay attention. Um, so iPad is like absolute last resort. And then um, sometimes we'll bring like something extra, like a just some kind of toy that she can play with in like a restaurant or something. Just one doll. Yeah, like she has an um, she has a Jessie doll from Toy Story, which has like the noise making. 
So it's like an activity and a doll, you know, or we'll bring like a little crayon pack with crayons and a coloring book. Or um, we also have those water books where you can refill the water pen and she can do that over and over again. The invisible ink pens. Oh, yeah. So the invisible ink pens. Exactly. So like do one of those packets. Um, Those are usually the things we bring into the parks. Um, And we try to keep it to a minimum because to be fair, we are those parents who probably will also buy our daughter a toy while we're there. The only other thing that I didn't mention, which we're, I'm pretty obsessive about. My husband probably finds this abhorrent, but is the bubble wand. I'm obsessed about making sure we have a bubble wand at all times while we're in parks. Um, so yeah, buying one of those or anything glowy ahead of time can save you a lot. Oh of money. my gosh. Yes. Our daughter's obsessed with anything that glows. So I <laughs> go to like five below or Amazon and just bought a pack of like a hundred little those glow like stick little bracelet glow sticks, things. Yep. And that that'll keep her happy rather than asking for the twenty dollar one or yep. more now. And then the bubble wands there, although like they're all awesome and super cute, but they are pretty expensive. Um and you can buy extra bubbles at the park, but we usually bring our own bubbles and we'll just bring a refillable thing because you're gonna have to refill it. Um and then I use I usually buy a bubble wand in advance. And it's um, still Disney related, but they're just like half the price. Yeah. And they're going to break. So, you know, it's just. And the ones in the parks being more expensive are not any better. Yeah. I, I've gotten one. I actually got one on our last trip um, at Disneyland and it broke like the last day of our trip. So, you know what? Like it didn't last any longer than the other ones. How many broken bubble double. ones do you think we have? Because she still wants the wand. Part She's of it. Still, <laughs> like four or five at least. So, yeah, like that is us napping in toys. Rachel. Go. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, well, yes, napping unfortunately is still a thing, even though my child like would like to to pretend it's not. Um, you know, he definitely has this dice when he doesn't think he needs to, to take a nap. But on uh, uh, Disney trips, unfortunately, napping is crucial. Now, you the hard part is you really can't force them, so you just kind of have to give them what they you think they're going to need and try and put them in an environment that will kind of help keep them relaxed. So I, I already know what things that he's going to want to have for his nap, you know, like his pacifiers and his blankies. Um, if if he's bought a toy or something on the trip, then, you know, like a doll or something, he'll probably want to snuggle with that, too. So he's just a snuggle bug. That's what he needs. He really likes to. In fact, he if he could have 10 blankies in his stroller with him, that's what he would want. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, if he only gets one, he'll take it. But he he'll he's the kid that's known for putting as many blankies on his face at one time. Like he just wants them all. Um, and so so I, I you know I, I know that we're gonna bring those things and that's fine. It's you know it, if I can get him to nap, great. Um, if if not, I just kind of let him go as long as he thinks he can go, and then whenever he passes out, he'll pass out. Um, We've already talked about snacks. We talked about water. We talked about napping. Uh, but yes, toys unfortunately are a must. I would just say don't bring things that you absolutely like are like must-haves. Meaning, don't bring a toy that like if you lose it, it's gone forever. And like you know, like bring things that are okay if they get lost or left behind. Right. Uh, bring things that uh, don't take up too much space. So yeah. lightweight, etc. Yeah, good points. So uh, last topic is going to be kind of a two for one, staying clean and dealing with emergencies like, you know, med- medicinal, things like that. So staying clean. Can I, um, can I start, can I start on this conversation yes. only because this is like my number one 
I know you're kind of a clean. Go for it. Go for it. So like um, being prepared for emergencies and obviously bringing all the things that are going to allow you to be able to have a, a the, the cleanest day possible. That means, you know, obviously there are things for your kids and there's things for you as the adults. And for those who don't have kids, and obviously you're focusing on the things that are, you know, that you're going to likely need um, personally on a, on a day at a theme park. The, if there's anything I can 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 basically say that is the most important thing is for those parents out there who pack their children's bags, please be kind to yourself and pack your stuff first. Don't even think about what your child needs. You really need to think about yourself first because uh, I am that person that has gone to the park forgetting to pack things for myself because I was so focused on making sure that I brought all the things for my child. And let me tell you, it's not fun when you're now struggling throughout the park because there are things that you did not bring. And now you have to go literally searching in every store and then finally going over to guest services uh, to the baby changing space to basically get the things that you need, the personal items that you need. Um, just because you just didn't plan for yourself because you really just for you. It's very easy to forget about yourself. So there you go. That is my that is my soapbox. Parents, please pack for yourself first, then pack for your children. Make sure your needs are met first. It's the same thing like on the airplane. You put your mask on first. So there you go. I like um, <laughs> I, it's, it, it, mm, let me tell you, there, the, I, I, I do absolutely love guest services and I do absolutely love the, you know, uh, first aid and baby, baby care center. Those are absolutely areas that you're you're likely going to go to at least once maybe twice throughout your your Disney park experience because the truth is it, there's always situations that come up where you need them and uh the also the baby changing stations are absolutely gorgeous they are so nice and and large there's plenty of space and they you know there's also it's also quiet and it's so if you need to have downtime there's just I can't speak highly enough of those particular services. What I didn't know is that at the baby care centers, that's where they sell the personal items for, for women. So if you, let's say, forget to bring your uh, personal toiletry items that you need, you can actually buy them there at the baby changing center. They actually do carry those items there and um, they are better quality than what you would find at maybe some of the other random restrooms throughout the theme parks. So I do highly recommend it. Uh, if you ever need those types of things that you would go over there. Um, and obviously just because it's a much larger area there, the restrooms there are also very lovely for adults. So I highly recommend but obviously bring the things that you know that you're re regularly going to need your chapstick, you know, you bring your, um, any medicines that you need to take on a, on a daily basis, right? Ibuprofen. I highly recommend ibuprofen band-aids because of course kids are going to fall and trip and hurt themselves. And you don't really want to have to go to first aid unless you really need to, because it is only in one part of the park. And if you're not on that area of the park, it's not convenient for you. Um, anti-chafing uh, oh yes anti-chafing yes, gel, anti, anti gel um, or ointments um, or, uh, um, some people like to use the anti-chafing gel I actually like using the anti-chafing ointment um, my trick is I use the ointments the night before 
the day at the park. Um, and that actually helps me out a lot throughout my day. So if I use it in the evening and I go to sleep with the ointment on the next day, it actually feels really great. Uh, and then I'm usually good for the day. That's just my trick. I just do uh, an uh, item, which I'm planning on trying. Uh, I found a blister bomb that you put in certain areas of your, on your feet, you know, then that, that, you can put your socks and your tennis shoes on. Um, I'm going to try it out this uh, trip. I'm excited to try it. <laughs> I've never used a blister bomb before. Well, people will bring people pack moleskins. If you have, mm-hmm. if, like, if you prefer one type of, you know, uh, like Tylenol or Advil right. or Aleve, bring that. You could buy some individual packs in the parks. They're not that easy to get. They're not at every station. If you go to first aid, they'll give you some, but you don't want to have to haul the way all the way over there. Bring these simple things if you think you're going to need them. Or like stomach acid related items it's, or, you know, Tums, things yeah. like that. If you're going to be there for 15 hours, bring some extra deodorant. That's not just for you. That's for everybody around you. <laughs> Uh, but don't bring the type that's going to melt. No, bring know? a little, like, <laughs> bring a travel thing. Yeah. Um, and then um, the other parts of, like, you know, first aid, again, for your kiddos, you never really know. You don't want to have to be dealing with an allergic reaction for the because your child's been exposed to something for the first time. Bring something that's going to deal with, you know, like Benadryl. And bring, you know, maybe if your child doesn't have allergies all the time, maybe they have allergies once in a while bring their once in a while allergy medicine just in case um you know some kids you never know when you get into this type of environment they're outdoors the whole time i mean you know you could definitely be dealing with that so bring those little things just in case i know you know we said don't overpack but you don't want to be having to deal with an allergy situation yeah i mean get the travel size just bring a couple of each of these to get you through the day yeah ron like, likes to use those pill cases that like he can put individual things and it's like yeah and, and then we can just put it into the back you can bring 20 different meds in those things and they you know are a little bigger they're the size of a wallet uh, as I was trying to say, I think we were talking about this extra clothes for your kiddos. Yes. Even yes. if you don't think they're going to have an accident or whatever, because uh, we're not even going to address diaper bags. I think everybody knows what they need in their own diaper bag. Just bring extra. Yeah. But for clothes, there are water play areas in every park. And unless it's like 40 degrees, they're probably going to still be on yeah. no matter how cool it is. And your kids are going to want to get wet. Now, if it's in the middle of the day, let them dry off in the sun. But if it's in, the, or if, but if you have somewhere to go, or it's in the evening and they're not going to dry off, you're going to want those change of clothes. There's a Casey Junior one in the back of Fantasyland. Uh, there's a couple that there was used to be. I, I don't know what's still around it up but there's still one over by Mission Space area. There used to be one on the bridge. I don't know what's open. It's been a while. Uh, the Moana, the, the Journey of Water, you could get wet in that. Uh, Animal Kingdom, Kali River Rapids ha- is going to get you soaked. Uh, I can't think of anything in the studios. It's like, I don't know if there's anything in the studios like that anymore. Either way, um, he's got a good point. Like, and, and then, like, there could also be rain. So, and then again, like Ren said, you know, accidents, sweaty, you know, we had a time when one time when Andy was just so hot, it was like the most hot Epcot day. 
she swept through her clothes so much. I was like, I'm changing her. <laughs> so, you know, I had, I had one time at the theme park where my flip flop broke. Oh, I remember that. Yes. Um, and I'm not always a person that says bring extra shoes. You know, I'm I'm, I'm not even sure. Yeah. I'm not prepared for the shoe conversation here. To You're going to be able to get at least Crocs in the parks if you need to. Yeah, but yeah, it. I would. Um, our mom and our sister all, both bring uh, extra pairs of shoes to the park, which always cracks me up. So bulky. Well, I refuse to wear sandals, so I'm I'm definitely. I know you. I know you're. They're, they're believers that they should change their shoes out midday. So that's what they do is they only wear one pair of shoes like half the day and then they switch out the other half the day. I think uh, it's like to protect from blisters. And th- this is a patent thing and talking about blisters. This isn't just specifically for the parks. Good shoes are necessary, but break them in ahead of time. I'm not going to recommend a brand. Everybody's got their own brand, whether they want, you know, whatever. I, But break them in. Don't bring in the new shoes just for the parks. Take them on a few walks ahead of time. We've made the mistake of bringing in them. I bought the same exact shoe I was wearing and just decided, you know what, I'm going to bring the new ones. They're cleaner. They're nicer. Same Adidas sneakers I've been wearing forever. You just don't, you don't want to, first time you want to wear them, you're not going to want to be on a 12 mile around Epcot day. No, it's true. It's true. Oh, well, I mean, you know, diaper bag, like wipes and things, but we kind of mentioned that. You know what you need for that. Just bring more than you would on a regular day. Oh yeah, I use a I use a crazy amount of water wipes or like those little wet ones wipes. You're going to be able to get all these things in the park, but they're going to be expensive and they might not be the brand you want. And that goes for everything we've said here. You're going to be able to find it in the parks, but you don't want to pay that triple markup that you'd be able to get something. Or it might be it might be challenged to find. Yeah. Finding shorts, I've like someone ripped their shorts, I know, and finding pants in the park for an adult is next to impossible. Yeah, that's a challenge. That's a good point. But yeah, no, I I think we pretty much covered it. Probably over covered it, I'd say. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, definitely begin planning for what's going to go in your park day backpack before you get there. Don't don't be getting there in the morning, the morning that you're about to head into the park and trying to pack your bag. In fact, we usually the night before, and even though we're so exhausted because we usually do back to back park days because we're just those people. But, you know, definitely try to get your backpacks mostly packed the night before. You don't want to be scrambling to get out of the door and you're trying to get to rope drop, you know, so. And remember to charge things, refill things. Yes, yes. All of that. Uh, but, you know, don't overdo it. You're not, you don't need to bring like a backpack like you're going to be hiking for two days. Like a simple backpack that like, like we're telling you to bring these things. You don't have to bring a lot of them. Like just as I said, like one or two doses of your meds or anything like that. Like don't, over, like we're, Bring one extra of things. Don't don't plan for more than that. You'll be fine usually with the with yeah. that. So I have a little tip for that. Um, a lot of people who are theme park goers usually have what they like to call their theme park bag, and that's because a lot of people kind of know what size of bag they like and what the style of bag they want. I mean, like 
I used to have the same theme park bag for the longest time. And then I switched to a fanny pack now that I carry a diaper bag with me. So uh, the, my trick is basically bring a bag that you are comfortable carrying all day and make sure that it's a size that you can't overfill. Because a lot of people think that, oh, I, my bag is this large. So then, you know, I, I could put this and this and this and this. If you bring a little bit of a smaller bag, it actually forces you to be more creative and what you and what you put into it. So that is a good way to ensure that you don't overpack for your park day too. So if you have your theme park bag, that's the size that you have. And that it means that you can't overfill it. So uh, I do highly recommend bringing a bag that you're comfortable with and one that you like and one that's okay with if it gets wet too. So and make sure it's going to fit all of your valuables. Yes. Don't leave valuables in your stroller and then walk away and get into line for an hour. 99.99% of the time you are going to be fine, but you don't want to risk that that off percent chance of a bad actor right because you're still dealing with 60,000 people in the park and no matter what there's gonna be or there could just be a simple accident where somebody accidentally takes your stroller and they take the wrong one you know it happens these things do happen Disney does everything in their power to protect from these things happening and help you out as much as they reasonably can if something happens but don't leave your room key or your car key in your stroller don't leave your phones or your iPad like whatever technology bring those things in line with you Um, and if you cannot you know then you can always get lockers and things to lock things up you know, don't, you know, things that you can, cannot live without, don't leave them in your stroller when you walk away. You know what we forgot to talk about? Glasses and sunglasses. Oh, Lord. A spare pair of glasses, <laughs> even if it's not in your go bag, make sure you have a spare pair of glasses if you wear them in your car or at your hotel. We have, Laurel has lost a pair of glasses on a ride and we forgot to pack her an extra pair Luckily, she had a prescription sunglasses, so she can get around a little bit. Oh, God, but that we, was desperately We true. had to find a one-hour, like, lens crafters type place. And the closest one to Disney, I believe, is at the Florida Mall. And so we had to leave our park early and drive over there. And we're – I mean, that's – luckily, we had a, uh, a, a car a that car. trip. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Disney – if you lose them on a ride, Disney can't – get them even if they could find them and they don't get run over by a ride vehicle till the end of the day. I'm just telling you they've never been recovered. Disney has never contacted me telling me that they found my glasses. (laughs) I mean, I've lost a pair of prescription sunglasses in the wave pool. Oh, I remember Uh, that. Some, during one of the waves, like a five-year-old hit me in the face and I couldn't find my glasses. So. Oh yeah. No, it's a very good point. I know. I know. Our, my dad will be rolling in his grave right now. He was so obsessed about making sure we did not lose our glasses. So extra <laughs> so. glasses if you if you have a prescription. Don't bring your $400, I don't even know what, Ray-Bans or yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah. Jingabana glasses. Don't bring them to the parks. Stick with something simple. Because Disney, I think on average, is something like 
I don't remember if it was per week or per day, but 200 pairs of sunglasses are turned into lost and found. I'm sure they are. Oh, okay. Anyway, I think that is a wrap on the backpack and the stroller packing for a park day. Is there any any closing remarks from either of you? Have fun out there, everybody. Have fun out there. Don't overpack. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and if you do forget something, you can get it. Just be prepared to pay the premium. That's a good point. I like it. Wonderful. All right. Well, that's it for this episode of Mouse Birds. Uh, Please, uh, if you're interested in planning a Disney trip, contact our sponsor, Tomorrowland Travel Authority Vacations at ttavacations at gmail.com. They are a fee-free travel agency. One uh, One of us will be your agent, and we're happy to you know, help you plan your trip down to as much detail as you need. Uh, so on behalf of my co-hosts, Laurel and Rachel, have a good night. Have a good night. See you real soon. <laughs>